0: Good morning. Well, um, we are starting a new series today called Tipping Point. We just finished our relationship series. All of those are available online um, on our website or on our app. Uh, Yes, we have an app, and it is the quickest and easiest way to get information about our church, quickest and easiest way to get information about life groups, quickest and easiest way to give. So what I'm telling you is the app's a pretty big deal. All right, so uh, make sure you you get on that. Uh, it's on Android and Apple devices, so uh, get on there. But the all the website, all the ah, sorry, all the messages from the relationship series uh, should be up there now. And uh, there's a lot of very applicable stuff for your relationships, whether it's a marriage relationship, your kids, or uh, dealing with uh, parents. And we all have one of those three, probably. So um, everybody has a relationship with somebody. Even your dog, uh, it'll help. I promise. Uh, so you know, there you go. Do not kick. Here you go. Win. Um, tipping points today. We're gonna talk. This is a two-week series. Real quick, uh, we're gonna dive into two guys in the scripture. Uh, a guy named Joshua. And a guy named Gideon. And today we're going to talk about Joshua. Next week we'll talk about Gideon. And then we get to launch into our Easter series, which I'm really excited about. I'm really excited about this series as well. But uh, just all the unpacking of scripture that God uh, wants to do in the next couple of weeks. So today we're going to talk about Joshua. And we're going to talk about this idea of tipping points. And what I mean by that is, everyone has a moment in their life where something changes. You're on the precipice of something. You're you've been dealing with. Should I change my job? Am I is someone going to allow or make me change my job? Uh, am I going to change my job because I got to I got to take that leap of faith? The tipping point of how are we going to save our marriage? The tipping point of how am I going to deal with this life change with my Kids, how am I going to deal with this life change in whatever aspect of our lives? There's these tipping points where we have to get the courage to go and do something different, have the courage to, to go and, and make a, a change, a foundational change in who we are, what we are, what we do, maybe even the stuff that we think even defines us. And these are scary times. And why I want to talk about Joshua is because Joshua, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 6, uh, he starts this journey of crazy 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 tipping point Joshua has one of the hardest job descriptions in all the people in the whole scripture he is following the most influential powerful prophet there ever was besides like in the bible You got Jesus and you got Moses. You got Jesus, number one. We're going to go with that, okay? Always go with that one. But number two, and a strong showing, is Moses. And until Jesus, Moses was still number one, okay? is that critical to our understanding of how God works, our understanding of the scripture, our understanding of how this this whole uh, monotheism works. Moses is the guy, all right? And so Joshua gets the distinguished responsibility of following the guy. Can you imagine? like, pass the man a roll of tums. OK, Moses dies. He has the audacity to die, and Joshua is the dude. He's been trained for years and years and years, but it doesn't matter what classes you take. If you're following the Michael Jordan,' <laughs> like, "I'm not ready. I'm not ready for this. And by the way, the Israelite people weren't that easy to lead. Moses is the greatest leader of all time. And those people are whiny and terrible to him. And God even says, dude, let me just destroy them. We'll start over with your kids. Okay. And Mo- Moses, God says that to Moses. And Moses is like, no, no, I'll take care of these knuckleheads. This an actual interaction. between Well, knuckleheads is not used, but it's, it's the Jared paraphrase of the interaction. And so you have this, you have this, just, it's a hard job. And so Joshua is taking these people and he's supposed to lead them into the promised land. That is his job description. He has this tipping point of what are we going to do? Are we going to hang out in the desert for a little bit longer? What are we going to, are we just going to stay here? We've got a water source. We've got the Jordan River. Things aren't great, but they're not. They're, they're, I mean, they're not as bad as they possibly could be. We're not slaves anymore. People have gotten complacent. People are like, "Okay, this is us. We hang out in the desert." But Joshua is called to take them into the promised land, into their inheritance. Joshua has to ask himself this question: Do I have what it takes? And it's a question that we ask ourselves, I think, a lot. Maybe we don't know we're asking this question. But do I have what it takes to start a new career? Do I have what it takes to go back to school? Do I have what it takes to save this relationship? Do I have what it takes to be a better parent? Do I have what it takes to be a better husband or be a better wife? Do I have what it takes? It's the question being asked. And so into that moment, into that probably self-struggle that Joshua is having, is spoken this Joshua one six through nine. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land, and I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all my law. My servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Be strong and courageous. It's the words that God gives to Joshua. All right, I know you've got the craziest job description in the history of job descriptions. I know you've got the biggest shoes to fill that you possibly ever could have, but be strong and courageous. And for some of you today and this morning, you're facing issues, you're facing stuff that that is what your heart needs to hear this morning. I've got you. I've promised you I will be with you forever. Be strong and courageous. Hard moments happen. Who we choose to believe defines us. Hard moments are guaranteed. It's written, in this life, you will have trouble. Hard moments are guaranteed. They are a fact of life. If you are breathing, you will have hard moments. Hard moments happen, but who we choose to believe defines us. Who is Joshua going to believe in this moment? Who is he going to, to choose to believe? Is he going to believe God speaking into him, be strong and courageous? Or is he going to believe what the world says? Is he going to believe what maybe even his friends say? All right, let's just stay here. Let's just chill. We got manna falling from heaven. I don't have to don't have to farm anything. I just go out and pick it up. I mean, that's a pretty pretty good gig right there. Might be getting tired of the taste of it, but. Let's not go, let's not, you know, there's giants over there. You know, like there's cities with walls right now. We just, just hanging out. Someone had to be speaking that into his life. And in our lives, we have the same kind of thing going on, right? We maybe feel called to go start a new thing. Maybe start a new business, take a new job, do, do something else. And we have people speaking and you're like, ah, you don't want to do that. You're safe where you're at. Yeah, but, and they talk you out of some of the best things in your life. Who we listen to. Unfortunately, sometimes those people are the people closest to us. Sometimes it's our parents. Sometimes it's our, our best friends. It's our coworkers. And God specifically speaks into those hard moments be strong and courageous. And for me this week, I was reading this and I thought, well, that's nice for Joshua. That's nice for Joshua, that God said, be strong and courageous to him, right? That's, that's cool. I understand that Joshua got that. He's got an army and a, bunch of, a million people depending on him. He probably needs the be strong and courageous. But Jared, I'm not running for president. I'm not leading a people out of the desert into the promised land. I don't know what this has to do with me. I felt the same way. Until I started reading Colossians. Because Colossians is written to a small church in, Col- in the city of Colossae in Asia Minor, Turkey. It's written to this tiny little church and, and Paul is writing to it saying, guys, this is for you. And what he does in Colossians is he paraphrases Joshua 1. Listen to this. He says, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. And by giving joyful thanks to the father who has qualified you to share the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. He is much more flowery. And, you know, he's, he's using his thesaurus. But what he is saying is be strong and courageous. Who is he writing to? He is writing to a people who are trying to live their life in a culture and in a community that is totally anti them. He is writing to a culture in a community that don't understand him. They don't understand what he what they they their ideals, they don't understand their god, they don't understand why they they choose moral things that they choose. And so he's writing directly to them and basically saying in a paraphrased way, be strong and courageous. In other words, he says You have what it takes. You can do this. Now, I may not be able to identify with Joshua leading a million people, but I can identify with people in a culture that doesn't really, isn't maybe so uh, accepting of what I believe in and the God that I serve. Hardships happen. How we respond determines the outcome. Hardships happen. How we respond determines the outcome. Life is going to be hard for Joshua. There's, They're moving to a whole new phase of being the people of Israel. And if you've ever wondered, when they use the word Hebrew people or Israelite people, that's the same people, or Jews. Okay, so that's they get all these different names, but it's the same group of people. Okay? At this time in the, in the Bible, it's usually referred to as the Israelites. But as the Israelites, if they move, if they start, if they go from being a wandering tribe of people out in the desert, just finding water source to water source to water source, to now becoming an invasion force, something dramatic is going to change. It's going to be harder. Hardships happen. How we respond determines the outcome. See what's happening here is Moses took his people. He takes his people, and he is constantly battling a slavery mindset. The people constantly are coming back to Moses and saying, "We just need to go back. Things were easier when we were slaves. At least we had three meals a day. At least we had this. At least we had. This. I want to go back. I want to go back." Can you imagine a million people whining at you all the time? "Mm -mm, It's hot. I don't want... Mm -mm." It's got a million teenagers all over one place. (laughs) God bless Moses. Um... (laughs) But that's what's going on. They have a slavery mindset. Someone else would want to take... Yeah, it was terrible. I was a slave, but... They took care of me. I didn't have to worry about this. I didn't have to worry about that. And so Moses' job is to to take them out and try to break that slavery mindset. But Joshua's job may even be harder as he has to take it from a slavery mindset to a conqueror mindset. That's a huge difference. That's totally opposite. Of the mindsets you have. Instead of going, give me, give me, give me, I'll just whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm defeated, but you're going to take care of me. To, no, I'm going to make my own way. I'm going, to, I'm going to take ownership of my own life. I'm going to conquer this area. And the person who exemplifies that the most is a guy named Caleb. Caleb is Joshua's friend. Uh, these guys would have been a hoot to be around. Okay. A hoot. I tell you, uh, just, just a uh, man. They would have been intense because Caleb is like 80 years old or so. And uh, Joshua is dividing up the land of who's going to go conquer what area. And Caleb's like, Hey, give me the giants. It's like, I don't know if he like shook his cane at, at Joshua or what. I just have these fundamental images. Like, give me the giants. Give me the hard land. Oh, we're, th- we're taking it down. This is what I want to do. He needed way more Caleb's in his life. Instead, he's got all these people. But Caleb had the right mindset, right? He became a conqueror in his mindset. And this is what Joshua was trying to instill into his people, is to, to move from a slavery mindset to a conquering mindset. And it's the same kind of mindset that I think we have to change in our own lives. Before we're Christians, we have slavery mindsets. Other things control us. We are slave to our sin, we're slave to, to our temptations. We're slave to all these things. But when we become a Christian, when we give our lives to Christ, we say, "You know what? We get to be more than conquerors. We get to rise above this stuff, these things in our past, these things that tempt us. We get to break through them. God tells Joshua, "How do we do this? How do we break this?" cycle of slavery. How do we break this mindset? It's by meditating on the word of God. So he said, don't even let it leave your lips. Let it always be there. Paul says in Colossians, remember, he's kind of paraphrasing this whole whole area. So then just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. I love this word picture of rooted, rooted. I've been teaching the Wookiees, my, my first grade basketball team to set, set picks and screens, right? But they do this. That's how they set a screen. And so it's like, uh, no, you can't, you can't move when you do it. What do you mean you can't move? And then you have some kids who just full on tackle the kid for a screen. And you're like, no, be a tree, be a tree. And they're like, oh, I get it. And then get the idea. I can't move. I have to stay here. I'm a tree. Unless you're an int from the Lord of the Rings, you can't move as a tree. Right? This doesn't happen. So, so you're a tree. You stay put. And so I have this idea of these first graders just stopping, staying put. You Now you have that mental image, or me acting a fool but to be rooted and built up in him. This is how we, we are strengthened. This is how we can have the courage and how we can have the strength to be rooted in God. I have this mental image of just these, these roots as we read and study and pray the scripture that it just, it just delves deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And so when the winds of life, when the doubts come, when the naysayers happen, when the whining happens, we are rooted in the faith. Be strong and courageous. Hard choices happen. Who we follow shapes us. Hard choices happen. Who we follow shapes us. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. It's like God's just drilling this into his head be strong and courageous be strong and courageous what was that did you hear it be strong and courageous whatever whatever excuse it's like god's just running down the litany and Joseph he can he can hear the excuses popping into joshua's head nope be strong and courageous but be strong and courageous but but they're whiny people be strong and courageous and you're kind of whining right now so be strong and courageous Nowhere does God say, be strong and courageous because I'm going to make everything easy for you. Nowhere does it say that. There's a reason that we are called to be strong. You and I, Joshua, that we're called to be strong because strength is not needed for lightweight tasks. Strength is not needed for lightweight tasks. He doesn't say, be strong and courageous and hang out in the desert for the rest of your life and I'll make it rain manna every morning and you never have to go farm. You never have to chase sheep. Just be strong and courageous. No, he says, be strong and courageous when he's getting ready to invade a city of Jericho. Right there, you can probably see the walls from where the people were at. Be strong and courageous. Strength is not needed for lightweight tasks. There's a reason we are called to be courageous. Because courage isn't needed for easy obstacles. Courage isn't needed for easy obstacles. A great lie that has been told us is that if it's from God, it will be easy. And we've bought into it. I was watching uh, Bassmasters this morning at like 7 o'clock in the morning. I don't know why, but I was. And... uh, those fish, man, I can't even get a fish to, to take anything. I could throw T-bones out there and nothing would grab on. But these guys and those fish are just eating, eating it, eating it. And this lie, we ate, 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 ate. That if it's from God, oh, everything's going to be easy. We have jumped on it, but it's not true. A great lie that has been told to us is that if it's from God, it will be Easy. Because I've prayed this prayer and you've prayed this prayer. It's like, oh, Lord, make a way for this to happen. God, will you open a door? If that door shuts, open a window. You know you've prayed that, that prayer. You've prayed it and you've prayed it and prayed it. Man, the fact of the matter is all the windows and doors to your house are wide open. All of them. They're all open. God keeps on going, okay. You got to go through the window. Right? you got to move. you got to do something. Like, well, we want, if we're honest, is we want an escalator. I want to stay here and, and be moved, right? I don't want to take any steps. I don't want to do anything. I just want like a people mover, right? Uh, right? You just want to do that. That's really, uh, but we laugh in the mental image in my head, but that's exactly me. God, God, make a way for me. Open an opportunity for this to happen. God's like, God just disappointed me. He didn't move me. He didn't do this. That happens all the time for us, and we pray it all the time. Whenever God is up to something, it always requires our participation. Whenever God is up to something, it always requires our participation, and this is called faith. OK? Whenever God is up to something, it always requires our participation. If you look at the miracles of the Bible, think about it. The parting of the Red Sea, one of the craziest, biggest special effects. Only Steven Spielberg can do this kind of awesomeness of parting the Red Sea. The only reason these whiny, cranky Israelites went through the Red Sea is because there was an army chasing them. Because guess what, folks? If I see the ocean go, I ain't going anywhere near that. And I'm a good swimmer. These people have lived near the Nile. They've seen crocodiles just eat people. I am not going near it. No thank you. No way. But there's an army chasing me. God knew these people are going to need a little more help. (laughs) Participating in the miracle. But that theme goes on and it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. One of the next miracles that Moses gets to do is it's a battle with the Amalekites. And in this famous battle with the Amalekites, Moses has to keep his hands raised. Well, you can do this for about five, ten minutes, right? And then all of a sudden your fingers get tingly. And you're like, eh. you guys can't even make it through a song. You're like, I don't want to raise my hands. It's just it's so much work. <laughs> okay. Okay, the TV. Carry the, carry the praise TV, right? That's that's what. It, oh, but oh, this. I like got one hand. Oh, but whenever Moses lowers his hands, the Israelites start to lose. So the 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 uh, excitement. Uh, could you imagine? Like brothers and sisters start dying because your hands go to. Okay, I'll praise. I'll praise. In fact, people come over. Two people are designated to put Moses's hands on their shoulders. Moses sits down on a rock, and he's like, "Oh." Okay. And so all day long like this, because as soon as his hands start to dip, people start dying and they start losing the battle. And so they pick it up and go. It required participation. God was doing all the work. Moses, all he had to do was this. It was a big, big to-do list, right? But it still was effective. Whenever God is up to something, it requires our participation. Think about what Joshua was getting ready to do. He's getting ready to invade and fight the battle of Jericho. Now, if you we ever went to Sunday school, you know the song that's playing in everyone's head. You know, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Alright, anyway, uh, so, and he goes, and the walls came tumbling down. Yeah, there you go. Alright. All they have to do, they don't, have to, they don't really have to fight. All they have to do is walk and play a trumpet. This is a really hard basic training, right? There's some several guys in our church lately have gone off to basic training. They're like, why couldn't mine been like that? I wish I could just walk and play a trumpet. This is the basic training for invading Israel is, you're going to go Every day, you're going to walk around the walls. And the last one, you're You like that? That was good right there. Sound effects. Uh, <laughs> that's all they have to do. But it requires their participation. You look at Jesus' miracles. Blind man pulls asylum, takes some mud, spits in. In his eye, he says, go and walk. The guy has to go and walk. He goes and uh, there's a cripple laying down. He says, get up, take up your mat and walk. What happens if the guy's like, God, I prayed for you to heal me. I prayed for you to do all that. Why don't you just go ahead and do it while I lay on my mat? Because that's how we are. God, I prayed for a new job. I prayed for a new opportunity. I prayed for you to heal my marriage. Oh, how many times have we prayed for God to heal our marriage and heal our relationship or fix our kid? But we've done nothing to initiate that process. Whenever God is up to something, it always requires our participation. The heavy lifting of miracles is done by God, but some role is played by us. Think about it. Jesus feeding the 5,000, he takes a Lunchable and feeds 5,000 people with it. I love it. He's always just taking like these little things. Like, okay, all I needed was a little bit. All I needed was a tiny, tiny little bit. I needed a couple sardines and a couple crackers. And I'm going to feed 5,000 people. It's just our participation. Participating in God's activity in our life is like going to a dinner that's already paid for. Right? And we deciding not to go because we don't know what to wear. It's all we're responsible for. Like just show up. But think about the food is is cooked, it's prepped. The house is clean. It's not even your house. You don't have to worry about that. You don't need that anxiety. The dishes will be washed for you. The place setting is immaculate. All you gotta do is show up and decide what to wear. But so many times in our life, we get hijacked by these small things, these little things that just totally hijack us, and our anxiety comes out, and I don't know. It's already done for you. Just participate in it. It's the same thing that salvation is. God's, Jesus died on the cross, paid for your sins, rose again. He just says, hey, come here, believe in me. And all of it's taken care of, but it requires a patient Today, you get to ask yourself, what's, what's holding me back from being strong and courageous? Am I listening to what the world has to say? Am I listening to naysayers and bad voices in my life? What's keeping me from really engaging into being strong and courageous? Do you have a slave mindset? Or the mindset of a conqueror? And that's a hard question to ask ourselves. Because when I get whiny and I get cranky and I expect everything given to me, honestly, I've fallen back into the old slave mindset. Conquerors don't ask the question, why me? They go out and they do. And are we participating in faith? Are we participating in what God is up to, or, do, or are we just looking for the escalator of life? Whenever God is up to something, it always requires our participation. You have what it takes over and over and over and over and over and over again in the Scripture. You are, be strong and courageous. All these things are wrapped up into Christ. When he gives you new life, he sets you free from an old slavery mindset into a conquer mindset and says, you have what it takes. Just participate. Pray with me this morning. God, thank you so much for today. And we ask you to be with us. We ask you to guide us. We ask you to, to give us the strength and the courage to make the hard choices the strength and the courage to be the parent that we've always wanted to be, the strength and the courage to be the, the maybe the business owner that we've always wanted to be, the, the co-worker we've always wanted to be, the employee we've always wanted to be, the parent we've always wanted to be, the husband we've always wanted to be, the wife we've always wanted to be. God, we know if it's worth doing, it's going to be hard. Will you give us the strength and the courage, the strength and the courage you prom- promised Joshua? The strength and the courage that, that you promised the, the church in Colossae? that that promise holds true for us today. God, I want to participate in what you're doing. I want this church to participate in what you're up to here in Shorewood, Illinois. God, will you open our eyes to the opportunities that we'll not just sit back and and pray for for windows and doors to be opened, but we will pray for the strength and the courage to jump through them. God, that you would do a work in our hearts and in our life today. That somebody in this room right now is saying, I I need strength and I need courage and I don't know where to even find it from. That right here in this moment, God, that they would experience your redeeming and your restoring love. That they don't have to be the way they are right now anymore. That right here and right now, in this moment, they can say, God, take my life and be renewed and restored and set free. That you would fill all of us with your strength and your courage. That right now, you would set us on a new path. That you would give us guidance and direction. We love you. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.